Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins, and everything in between. I am Benedicta, and I am feeling indifferent, as in the mediocre version. And I'm Benedict. Today is November 8th. This is episode number 115, and I'm feeling skeptical. Ooh, skeptical is such a... That's a good emotion. So you is get to go first. What sure. is, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say good emotion, interesting emotion. It's an interesting emotion. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Wonder- first of all, uh, Brian Brian is out this week. Um, I think he's enjoying himself in a theme park. Did I get that right? I, I think he's probably on a roller coaster right now or getting getting to one. It's probably still a little bit early for a roller coaster there. But, well, he will probably be back in two weeks if I remember. If I get that right, I think he's yeah. out in the Grand Canyon next week. Again, I hope he doesn't get lost. <laughs> <laughs> and we hope As he ha- and we hope he has fun now that he knows that there's an end to the whole um RV year or half a year. Um and he maximizes seems like he's maximizing the fun yeah, for those last I, I, months. I'm, I mentioned that to him on in Slack yesterday that um looking at their photos on Instagram. I feel like the smiles are getting way bigger uh, these days compared to in the early days. And I'm, maybe I'm projecting this off like, because I know a little bit of the backstory, but mm. some of the smiles in the earlier photos feel a bit forced, whereas <laughs> now they look very genuine. <laughs> but also, I don't think they've had any problems with the RV because I remember in the beginning, like it broke down and he had to fix it. Yeah. And like, so there were some like definite strains on on the whole thing but but yeah he's enjoying himself we're here and you're skeptical yeah i'm skeptical um so as i mentioned last week we started our hiring efforts and we put out two job posts last week uh, one for a customer success uh, manager role where basically someone looking for someone to take over um, customer support, but also demos and sales calls and just supporting our customers with getting started. And we are, I think yesterday we broke like the 300 uh, applications. Uh, well, not, not goal, but we have more than 300 applications by now. And um, that's quite a lot. And um, it's hard for Jane to sift through all of them and then decide who's a who's potentially a good fit and who to talk to and stuff like that. And then the other role we published is the front-end developer role. Um, we're basically looking for someone to help me with uh, all the front-end development. And we got 20 applicants for for that. So it feels like there are two extremes there. Like one is getting overwhelmed with uh, responses and the other one is, yeah, not getting any responses at all. Um, but that is too extremely like two markets that are extreme like because everyone Probably, is hiring yeah. developers these days like there is a high demand of, for developers while customer success you can come at it from so many like different backgrounds and there isn't kind of any kind of skills like there is skill set but it's not like a hard skill set where you like you need to learn program you can come at it from more of a like VA background, or you can come at it from yeah. more of a business background. You can come at it from a technical background, um, and you can be anywhere in the world. Of course, you can be that with um, development as well. But I don't see, like, it seems like 
you know, the Silicon Valley is like they're vacuuming. They're vacuuming the develop <laughs> like the, the developer market. So it's not yeah. it's not an easy time to hire in, I guess. No, it's definitely not an easy time. And I'm not entirely sure what to do about it other than just keep going and keep looking. Um, because of, out of those 20, 21 applications, I think only three are looking interesting. So I'm starting conversation with those three. And on, of those three, only one has like significant experience with Ember.js, the, the front-end uh, front framework we're using. So that's why I'm skeptical. I feel like this will be this will be a challenge. Um, it will. I'm not entirely sure what how to approach it because, as I said, like there's only one candidate. It looks like it has strong experience, and the others seem a little bit, well, a little bit more, a lot more on the junior side of things. So now I'm starting to question my my hypotheses or even like the approach of like hiring a senior developer. Maybe we should hire a junior developer and then train them. That wasn't what I was initially thinking about, but maybe that's what we'll have to do. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm skeptical about the entire <laughs> process right now. <laughs> yeah, Cause I don't think any of you will have it easy. Like having, if you have 20 good candidates, like that is easier than 300 applicants, as you're saying, like she, I've heard that at least in Norway, um, for them, for, um, like shops, if they, if they have any vacancies, there will be like 600 applicants, um, because oh. it's like, what's, you know, quote unquote, unskilled labor. And um, and then they just like you just throw away like you, you can't even look through all of them. You're like you want somebody to come in, you know, a couple of afternoons uh, to 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 be in the store. And it's like so they just throw away half of it and then they just kind of randomly, I guess, pick someone. Now they're like, you know, putting AI on top of that, which is like an awful idea. But anyway, that's we're not going to talk about. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to talk about that. But anyway, so and I don't think that's an easy task either. So I guess like. It's it's just not like hiring is just isn't easy. Like I've never heard about anyone like thinking hiring a hiring process went smoother than they expected. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of wondering like how this will play out, um, ultimately play out because um, on the one hand I want what on the one hand I want to hire someone to help with with development, but on the other hand. I don't want to hire someone that is done requiring too much attention and too much handholding and basically causing me more work than I already have. So it's kind of... I think that's more... Kind of I, I feel like that is more of a personality thing than necessary skill set or seniority because I've... yeah. I don't have that much experience hiring people, but let's say like you want to get help from some friends, you know, you're having a party or whatever. And some people will be like, oh, come over and help. And they ask for every single thing. It's like, should I take these classes or those classes? Should I carry this thing over there? And then you have yeah. other friends who come over and just like look at the situation and they just, you know, they just start doing things and, and stop every once in a while and be like, oh, I don't, now I don't understand. And then they, but they keep going. And those personality types are just very different. And you need like in a small team like yours and in a startup, you need that type who's just like looks at the situation and just like starts chipping away 
and then maybe you'll have to say, oh, you know, don't don't work over here, work over there instead. But I at least would feel like it's better that they just yeah. like started doing something than like sit and be like, I don't know what to do. There are no Jira tasks. Can you please <laughs> direct me to the page I'm supposed to look at? Um, yeah, you know. yeah, that that's, oh, I don't want to get into this type of micromanagement. That's not for me. Yeah, and I've seen <laughs> senior, sure. I've actually seen seniors like like that. Yeah, you're, in, you're right about that. Like they're I really good at coding, not... but like coding specific tasks, but they just like, so yeah. they shouldn't be seen. Like that is, what do we call the different roles? But anyway, like they have had many years of experience, but they don't have what yeah. Swizek calls the senior mindset, which is more about <laughs> understanding what to do and when to do it and how to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's sure, that's for sure. Mm. But I guess I, I think the part I'm struggling with a little bit is um, because we're not getting that many applications, it's hard to... Well, how do you put this? Um, I feel like I have to move forward with some of those mm -hmm. candidates, even though I feel like they might not be the best fit. And that's kind of, I don't know. You're not obligated to do that. I, yeah, but then again, if I don't do it, then it's never going to go anywhere. So it's, uh, I don't know, that's a little bit what's mm. what's keeping me thinking of like, should I, how much should I try to hire someone out of the pool and mm. how much uh, or, or how far can I go with not hiring someone and just keep looking for mm. a month or two or however however long it might take so because I think the people I, I do know that maybe have had an easier hiring process is like when you you poach someone or you're like you find someone and then be like I want you on my team and they, they're ready for a change or they're ready for a startup or they just want to work with you. And then that is a way to kind yeah. of get that person you need. Um, but that is a lot less like, I mean, then it could take, that could take ages as well. I mean, that is a less, even less certain, I guess. Um, yeah, but yeah. maybe that's a good idea of just like, instead of sending out the, the link and hoping for people to apply, just proactively reaching out to people and just being very blunt about hey we have this overall is there something for you uh, oh I, so, you talk. should definitely do that especially if there are ember people you know of and that you you like or you like kind of the approach or whatever you've seen i mean how much can you know but yeah um and ask them to apply and also i know <clears throat> and i i don't remember exactly how you phrased that in your um in your um in your not application, but the opposite job post, job post um, about ha like if they sh should have a solid Ember experience, um, or if you like phrased it more as an optional. I started out as like just stating it as optional. Mm -hmm. I've since changed it and kind of requiring it, but there's mm -hmm. still a statement at the bottom of the job post mm -hmm. that says like, even if you don't 100% match the requirements, mm -hmm. please still apply because I felt like, and that's also feedback we got that the previous version was too generic and mm -hmm. like basically everyone was a good fit yeah yeah that is <laughs> which <real> also <laughs> makes it makes it hard for people to self-select in a way yeah. or even make a decision about yeah. if this is for them or not yeah. so i was hoping by making it more specific it would be easier <laughs> and maybe even more likely for people to apply because they feel like yeah this is absolutely the thing i want to do mm. yeah 
Yeah, because I think that is because what I've I've heard is like certain certain people will um, will not apply if they don't cover all of the requirements, um, and some people will. And by some people, so generally speaking, women will not apply <laughs> if they don't um, hit all of the marks and uh, men will apply even though they only have eight out of 10 or something. It's the st statistics, but it makes it really hard because you don't want, as you said, be too generic or general. Um, but if you are getting a lot of applications for people without Ember experience, then it could be an idea to like have a job post, which is more of a junior like we are looking for a front end person will train you on premise um, and then have some other kind of, I don't know what kind of requirement, like you write it more like that. So you can get more of those applica applications that you maybe have some of already, but then you're leveling it so that other, you know, newcomers can see that, oh, I can apply instead of it just being the ones who are like, well, I'm going to apply anyway, because I'm just going to like, I'm going to apply for any job just to get, yeah. which which is a, which is a, you know, something I've suggested people do. And also I've seen other people suggest this, like, you just want to, you know, when you're getting into the industry, you just, you need one job in the industry and then, and then you can go anywhere from there. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then you can open it, <laughs> open it up. Uh, but then you uh, might get 300 applicants. Yeah, yeah. I'm not entirely sure if I want that. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, that brings us to another topic that it's kind of funny to to observe. It's like just the quality of applications in mm -hmm. general. Like some people take their time and write up good explanations of like why this is a good fit for them and how like what's their experience with remote work and stuff like that mm -hmm. and then there are others <laughs> that don't they that barely read the question and then put in a one word answer mm -hmm. so i think one of the highlights we got was literally one where they didn't like they put in one word answers that didn't match the question <laughs> yeah but if mean, it's easy to sort them out but yeah uh <laughs> but if you're applying to like 600 jobs a month or whatever, then you understand where they're coming from too. But maybe the effort would have been better spent reply, like applying to yeah. 10 and do them thoroughly. I, I have a feeling that this might not be the tactic to land him a good job mm. because... I mean, there's but nothing, I just, nothing to go... Disclaimer, to go I have not applied for jobs since my summer job at university. So like anything I say about this is like, I have no clue how the, like how it is yeah. to be a uh, job seeker um, right now. Same here. It's been a while since I last applied for a job. So yeah. Yeah. And I've never hired. So I feel like I'm <laughs> both ends. <laughs> <laughs> so I know people sometimes like to come back to us. So if you have any, if, if you have hired people to a small team um, and you have any pointers, you could reply to the Twitter episode when this comes out on Twitter or just like DM Benedict. I'm sure he's interested in. Yeah, in, uh, that would be much appreciated. Yeah. So, And I, also, if you happen to be a front-end developer looking for a job. But I mean, Ember. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why? Like, what's... The, I, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I, that's... I have no experience with Ember, so I cannot say if that's good or bad. It's just I think your pool is smaller. Than I, some I'm sure other. my pool is. I'm sure the pool is smaller. And I, 
I kind of knew it when we got into this. But I honestly don't get it because I personally feel like it's a good framework. It's a really solid framework. Um, and I'm not... I'm not sure why it fell off the the radar for for a lot of people. I feel like it was it had some popularity a couple of years ago, but for some reason everyone forgot about it. But it's not that it's still actively developed, and I I personally feel like it's really really good. And that's not just because I'm using it right now. I think it has. It, they made a lot of right decisions, and I like. I like what the, I like the route they're going on. So that actually does do remind check me. Out <laughs> yeah, check out. Yeah, I've never heard anything bad about it. So it's not it's 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 not that. It's more just I never had a, a proper look at it. Um but I think now that we're talking about it, I think the the one place I had a proper job, I think they have done a lot of ember, so I can do a little like sleuth looking around <laughs> to see if any of those are now on their own or interested in um getting out of consultancy and into a proper proper startup yeah uh, yeah that uh that would be appreciated yeah we'll see we'll see do a little bit of a linkedin uh search after <laughs> after we've done recording yeah. So if you know anyone or are someone with um, Ember experience and looking for a job, you know where or to. Or just solid Javas, just solid JavaScript experience, yeah. willing to try Ember. <laughs> willing to try, willing to learn, I guess. Because trying, you're not gonna throw it out and like redo everything and the whatever the person wants. Yeah, honestly, that's a that's a big red flag, and I, I we got at least one application where it was like. Yeah, I visited your website. It's super nice. But I think you should this, do this yeah. part completely different and use these technologies because it will be so much better. And I'm mm. like... Yeah, for who? Yeah, but why? <laughs> <laughs> and also better for who? It's so you know subjective. Like, who is it yeah. going to be better? Is it going to be better for the user if you spend a year making this in a new framework? Or yeah. are you just going to be cool, be the cool one yeah. who did that? I, I one of them suggested that we redo our like our doc, the documentation part of our website as a single page application and I don't get it like what what why <laughs> No but that is also just bad advice It probably is yeah and that's yeah. why I marked them as probably not a good fit <laughs> Yeah cuz then it's like oh you can't search for your documentation on Google that is unfortunate yeah, that's uh, that's a problem. <laughs> that is a problem. I mean, now we're just being mean. Um, <laughs> do you have anything else yeah. to do? You have anything else to um, to say about the um, week? Yeah. So one thing that's super nice about today is uh, we got sun for the first time in at least two weeks or something like that. So I uh, spent uh, my lunch break going for a walk and enjoying the nice weather blue skies and sunshine and it wasn't too cold and that wasn't the case over the last couple of weeks mm. and um i noticed that my mood is suffering from that um i feel like i'm getting getting a little bit down recently or it's easier to feel down and depressed um and the weather is definitely a factor in this uh but we also had a little bit of 
MMR dipped a little bit. And yes, we, I'm not. No sun and the MMR went down, and you're curled up in a fetal position on your couch. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, under my desk. Um, it was so hard to, like, I don't know. I feel like winter is hard on me these days. And it, it has been over the last couple of years. I feel like December and January is always, it's a tough time for me. And in the past, I thought it was related just because work was stressful but looking at looking back back at it this year I, I i think there's a pattern there like it can't be that work suddenly gets more stressful in december and january that's it can't be a coincidence that this is happening three years in a row now so i might be related to i just i can just being, let you know it's coming from a northern even more northern country it's an age yeah. thing. So I, age thing. I was never really affected about the darkness in winter in Norway for, yeah, like when people talked about it, I was like, so? Like, it's dark? I don't know. I had to go to school. I come back. Like, who cares if it's dark yeah. or not? And then I had the same thing happening over the last years where I suddenly find myself in like especially in February, because it's still dark. So we had like November and December and January. And I'm like this just got to stop. And I started dreaming of these things that I, like, I never thought I would dream of, like going on these like ridiculous like sun vacations, you know, to some like <laughs> resort with just a pool and a drink. And well, this might also have come with having a kid because they have like little kitty clubs that you can put the kids <laughs> in. <laughs> but yeah. like, and I never thought like when I was younger, I was like, I don't, I don't get it. Um, and now I just, I can feel it in it, like in a weird, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, but probably the same thing you're feeling. It's just like, I can feel it. I can feel that it's dark in a totally different way. And I've talked to friends and, and a lot of them say the same. Um, and it could be just age, but it could also be activity. So I always enjoyed winter because i snowboarded so i had something mm. active to do that could only be done during the yeah. you know the dark times um <laughs> because that's when we have snow um but i haven't been doing that for 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 many years and i think like that is also a factor that i don't like i don't utilize the winter in any way like it's just dark like it doesn't give me <laughs> doesn't give me something yeah positive back um so that's a trick find something you can like you can only do like i don't know nighttime photography or something like darkness for i don't know something like that um yeah that might be an idea but because like snow no we don't get any snow around here <laughs> and that's what i mean that's why i like living in this country because at least we get something back <laughs> yeah you get proper winter i yes. mean we get a proper winter uh, sometimes. I enjoy proper winter a lot more than the thing we get around here mm -hmm. where you mostly get dark, like gray sky and rain and a drizzle mm -hmm. and just miserable weather. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing nicer than like having a lot of snow and sunshine, blue skies and just yeah. being out in the cold, going for a walk or whatever, yeah. or snowboarding or skiing yeah. or whatever. But that, that doesn't happen around here. Uh, when we get snow, it's usually nice for the five minute the snow falls and then it's horrible because it's all a squishy mess on the ground and it's no fun at all <laughs> yeah that's how it is like our november is like that but the other northern european trick is um d vitamins and also um one of these sun lamps 
So in Norway, yeah. you, I think you actually get, you can actually get them like as a medical thing now, but I'm not sure. But at least like they, they have figured out that it does help with even kind of more serious um, seasonal depression. So yeah, it's a, it's I'm, a <laughs> I started taking D vitamins uh, yesterday and today. So, <laughs> so now you're like, it's all good. <gasps> Let's see how it goes. And yeah. I'm actually looking at getting one of those sun lamps uh, mm. because I've read that it helps and it, it kind of, it makes sense. And if this is really related to just the lack of sunlight and the lack of like nice weather, then it's something I can fix. Uh, whereas like just scaling issues gonna... in the database, that's, <laughs> I don't have any control over that more or less. <laughs> But I don't think um, it's not going to fix things completely. But they are so cheap now, so why not? Like it's a, it's such a, yeah. it's such a nice investment. Um, but also going for walks every day and just like, cause even in the darkest of days, at least in Oslo, northern Norway, it's a completely different story because it's uh, never light. But um, we try to get out when we're being good about it. Try to get out at around noon during the winter time because then it's like the sun is at its highest and even in rain there is like there is actually daylight and like it doesn't have to be <laughs> sunny for daylight to yeah. actually work so yeah, i just because i forgot to do yoga for four days people and <gasps> i could i know i could feel it so i started up a new 30 day and it's not called challenge because it's yoga so it's called journey and i started <laughs> it <laughs> so i started it up and this is day two so you know if you if you want to go for a walk every day and I'll do my yoga every day and we'll check in on uh, on the next recording. Can you do it every that day? Sounds... I can at least try to do it. And uh, there's there no... is no I mean, try. Nothing really... There is no yeah, try. Yeah. It's only do. <laughs> yeah, or what yo, is to say? Okay. <laughs> um, now, I, um, yeah, I should either go out or do some other types of exercise. Mm -hmm. Do you use an app or something for your yoga exercises? I do like millions of other around the world. It seems like now I do yoga with Adrian on YouTube. So this mm, I'm okay. doing 30 days of a breathe, uh, which is this 30 day journey name. Um, I'm still going to call it a challenge. I want to challenge my 30 day yoga challenge. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I just go on the YouTube and then like I let the ads play while I kind of roll out my mat and stuff. And then um, I do it. So because I that's a nice I, idea. I'm cheap. I don't pay for YouTube. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, me neither. But I probably should. I probably should as well. <laughs> so <laughs> spent way too much time there. I just well, transitioned into myself. Uh, I was about to say, I, I, I don't have anything else to talk about. So what's what's going on with you? Other yeah, than yoga. Other than not doing my yoga, well, I'm, I'm doing it again. Yeah. And it felt so good. Um, yeah, so uh, last week, I think it was just before, I did the uh, test driven development webinar with Miriam, who turns out to be a friend of yours. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it really, it worked out really well. Uh, she said she's an over-preparer, which works really well when you do streams because there were steps for everything. But also TDD obviously lends itself really well to like 
like tiny steps. Uh, you you create a failing test, and then you you know you do something to make the test pass, and then you keep on like that. And it was a lot of fun to do on stream, and it was a lot of fun to do for. Uh, serverless functions because she had solved it in a very like simple, I felt like a very straight, I, want, I don't want to say simple, but like straightforward way where we didn't really kind of mock out any services or anything. We kind of just mocked out the objects being sent into the serverless functions because Gatsby serverless functions uh, have some like helper objects being sent, like a, like express. So there's a, a request object mm -hmm. and a response object that is sent into your function. So what we did was mock what was on those that we needed and then checked if they were called instead of like spinning up the web server and like testing the endpoints or, you know, some other like crazy bigger mm -hmm. things. Um, so that I really liked her approach. And so that was a lot of fun. And we've also had a little bit talk afterwards that it could be fun doing doing some more joints, like not maybe webinars, but where we stream together and create like a bigger something uh, using more of, uh, using more TDD than than I'm used to. <laughs> maybe not like full on TDD. We'll see. If it's Miriam, maybe it's going to be full on TDD. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sure about that. <laughs> it's going to be. But I think that could be, it could be like an interesting series if we made like a little application or website where we were very vigilant about like using that mentality because I think it takes training. Like I really enjoyed it, but then I go back to my own projects. Like, oh, I gotta set it up. Or like, I, you know, it's a it's a mind shift. Like all habits. Um, yeah. But when I did it on stream, she was like, no, 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 test first. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, okay, test first. <laughs> so it was really nice having somebody like to to kind of get you back on track. So um, yeah. I really like that. There was quite a few signups, so they're on my list now. Yahoo! That's like the plan nice. with these free webinars, <laughs> and then the. Um, Bootcamp, the first bootcamp started, and there's a four participant plus my partner Ola, who who is really enjoying it. <laughs> um, and I think uh, I'm think I'm happy by that. Um, it's so I realized the first bootcamp was like not as specific, and I realized that I enjoy a lot more like coming up with demos for specific problems or issues or. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what we, but like more like specific things like you want, you want, so that the next one is, um, pay what you want feature with Stripe, which is a lot more specific where it's like, okay, you want to, um, take payments from people and you want maybe a tip jar, jar or donations. So then you need pay what you want. And that is not something you get out of the box with Stripe. And so I feel like that is much like more fun bootcamp and a lot more specific bootcamp. We're going to see if, if that's what people want, because I see like a lot of courses and training is very general. So this will be a lot more specific. But since I'm already focusing on Gatsby and then how to do this in Gatsby, I think like I'm not going to teach yet. I'm not teaching like Gatsby in general. <laughs> so you should like know how to run a Gatsby site. And then this will would be a feature you can then add on. And by doing that, you'll learn Stripe, Fulfillment, um, serverless functions, SSR. So you'll learn a lot of stuff, but in the context of one feature instead of learning SSR as like a like an academic thing. We'll kind of like yeah. use, use it for a specific use case where it makes sense. Um, but, and I already I had one who registered. So that's cool. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, but I, I, I think I agree that um, it's so much more useful to learn those concepts apply to a real problem or like while coming up with a real application because it's same with programming books it's nice to read them front to back 
but you don't get anything out of it. Like experience and real understanding only comes from applying it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, yeah, yeah. Like having an example, like, like the payment is, it's great. But then also people need to have time and actually intention of doing it. While I think at least I have bought a lot of training for just like, edutainment purposes like i think it's a genre (laughs) where i just like binge watch it like i do netflix and then you know i know of the things but i don't i haven't really exercised them or like done them but then i know where to look for that information when i have that problem um but i would like to offer more kind of hands-on where you should try to code some of it yourself then join the join the webinar, then try some more in like the co-working and then you get the full solution. But of course that is, um, that is how you learn properly, but that is more time consuming for the participant. And also uh, they would like, they want to, they really want, they need to really want to know that specific solution or that specific feature. Um, Do you feel like this is actually uh, making it harder for you to sell this? I mean, I think maybe it, it if makes I, like if I had like a makes, master Gatsby course, like I think more yeah. people would like buy that if they believed I could deliver on the promise. But I, I'm just thinking about it because what you said totally makes sense in in terms of like with the with the live streams and the participation, you basically have to set aside this week to really do this and be a part of it for you to get any value out of it or actually for it to make any sense do you feel like it would be more helpful to actually have a course that's more synchronous so people can actually buy it and not do it right now (laughs) but maybe in a year i i think i i think maybe i think i'm going to test uh test a little bit so i am thinking of taking specifically this payment one and make it um like so I called them mini boot camps because we kind of focus on one feature. And then I thought like, okay, let's try to make a mini course. So that would be kind of the same code example and same code demo, but then with maybe even that live webinar just chopped up uh, <laughs> and then you could do it and then sell it without the live live bits and see if for them a lower price and then see if um, people are just like, stumbling across like oh i need stripe payments and then okay i'll i'll buy this um i'll buy this mini course where i also get code access instead of following this tutorial that is never complete because that is the problem i think with tutorials is like you don't get complete code examples and i've gotten really fast at code examples these last days so yesterday i did i did two full like i have like i have a basic sample and then i added a super base uh, for storing and retrieving in like 30 minutes. And then I did Trello, which took almost an hour because they use query params for their authentication. It's just like, it's it's weird. Uh, so I had to actually <laughs> read the documentation instead of just <laughs> going on intuition. Uh, and I've gotten, now I'm starting to get a really good infrastructure around it. So I think that I, I'm going to test out just kind of selling demos, I guess, but then with a video walkthrough of the code and then the code and see if there's any interest in that because they're like complete demos instead of just you know tutorials um i feel like this could be huge i remember like when i started 
started learning Rails, um, I don't know, years ago, there was railscast.com, mm -hmm. which was a website where they had like, yeah, basically it was like video tutorials in a way that they, they would always tackle one aspect like payment or authentication or something super weird, whatever. And you'd always get like the video, a, a written description and the code example. And it was great to just like go there and then be like, ah, I have this particular problem. Let's watch the video for that just to get a starting point. Mm-hmm. And I think at some point they even had a premium tier where you could then buy like the more the more advanced version of that. And it was great as just ha having a collection, not necessarily buying it just immediately when you see it, but like keeping in mind, hey, if I ever need this or if I, if this ever comes up, I can just spend a little money over there and 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 buy the knowledge I need. Mm. And I feel like that might be a good thing for you as well. Yeah, I think it could be. It could be, uh, especially now when I'm I'm gonna by by Christmas I'm gonna have a lot of these demos, and then if I can make them, and I already know how to sell access to GitHub repositories um, automatically, since <laughs> yeah, um, which I could also then sell access to the <laughs> repo that showcases how you do that. Um, that um, as as one of them, yeah. But I think I'm gonna test it out to see. But I think there is something in what you're saying, like when when there's a larger collection, um, that could be interesting because then then people will come back and be like, oh, maybe Benedicta has or Queen Ray has a solution to this already. And then they know it's kind of a high quality one. And after learning more from Miriam, of course, all of them are going to be tested <laughs> and all of that. Um yeah, no, I yeah, there's something in there. And then the other thing I've thought about, because I just really, really enjoy figuring out how to integrate with all of these different third party um, services. Like, I think like what I think is most fun is figuring out how to set it up, how to like use it. Um, and or if somebody throws something at me, like, can you can this be done? And then be like, I think so. And then figuring it out and often quite you know, sometimes quite fast, sometimes not. But um, so there's something in my, like that creating demo thing. So I've al always also thought about something closer to Rails cast. And now I think something called Go Rails, where there is like that thing where there are screencasts every week. But that's the the, the, the Railcast person burned out. So I have to be very vigilant about like how many. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, if there was some kind of thing where you paid you 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 paid to be a part of something, so I wanted to have these demos that be standalone ones. You pay for just one. You know, we all want to buy single articles from newspaper, and we're never allowed to because they want your subscriptions. I don't want to like I I would like people to to just like pay for one. But then in addition, it could be if you pay for something m more of a subscription, like a monthly, then you could um, you could be the one to suggest demos I'll make in the future. So then you could be like, oh, I really need this feature for my site or my project. And then there can be some upvotes. I don't know. But then we'll like pick, I can pick one of the ones that people um, are most interested in seeing. Um I yeah. like that. Yeah. It sounds for, like that sounds like Gatsby. a good direction. Gatsby cast. <laughs> Gatsby. I'm, 
It's not the worst of names. <laughs> it's not the worst. Go Gatsby, which is Go Rails. Go, go Gatsby. <laughs> um, so on that demo thing, I just really... So what, what I really enjoy, and we talked about it a little bit pre-stream, is like I really enjoy creatively using third-party services. So for the bootcamp this week, I've managed to uh, make a GitHub repo into kind of your data store. So every time travel that is entered... Uh, will then be saved as a file in the GitHub repo. And then you can, uh, to fetch all of the travels, you then um, get all the files in the repo, which is obviously not a scalable solution. But um, for like a smaller project or depending on your project, like if it's it's really fun to use tools that we already, because you get so in, Okay, at one point I said I really enjoy making new demos with new services, but if you are, <laughs> if that is not your jam, <laughs> if that's not what you're doing, sometimes you just want to test out some IDs and you don't want to sign up for new services all the time. And GitHub is obviously something all or most developers have an account there. So if you just want to save some data and you're prototyping, then why not just like throw it in there and you could edit it in the GitHub editor um, and it doesn't cost you any money and and stuff like that. So I really enjoy like doing like, yeah, you, I think you said misuse. I said creatively use third-party services. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess as a third-party service provider, you don't enjoy developers <laughs> creatively using um, your service. Um, <laughs> might be a good inspiration for new features. So yeah, yeah, that that's true. That's true. No, so there is, uh, yeah. So, but as the title of this podcast, you know, slow and steady. Uh, I'm just getting started with the the screen rate uh, business, and I think that I'm starting to figure out what I like and what I don't like, and what people uh, or developers are responding to. So I'm just gonna keep on doing it, and I gotten into a really uh, solid like email writing flow. So whenever I, I've i had like a webinar or had a stream, I try to like recap something we've learned or something I was thinking about after that stream in an email. And I just done them as emails, but I thought I'll just have a good old blog where they're actually dates on the blog posts because usually it's like yesterday I did this or tomorrow this is happening. Um, but I'll just put it up as a good old blog on Queen Ray so that I can start getting some... Uh, search coming into the site for, for yeah. things that I talk about. So. Yeah, I was really impressed by the amount of emails I'm getting <laughs> uh, since, I, since I signed up for for the webinar last week. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very few people have unsubscribed, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think like if people like if it's good content, I think people don't mind as much, yeah. especially if they signed up for it and are getting some value out of it. So yeah. When in doubt, send more email, probably. At least send more good emails, of <laughs> course. Not a, don't send a lot of crap, yeah. then people will unsubscribe for sure. Yeah. I think last week was like a high. Um, there, there was qu quite a few because I did the webinar and then I had a stream. And then, you know, everyone now and then you have to send a promo email. I feel like otherwise there's no point in, in the list. <laughs> yeah, true. So I did that yesterday for the payment webinar. Or no, the payment bootcamp coming up. So yeah, uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But it's it's like so, I, feel, I feel good about it. You have this commitment to Jonathan Stark that you published like three uh, boot camps before yes. the end of the year. Yes. So you now have two. When like, what's the third one, and when are you planning to publish the third one? Well, the third one, surprise, surprise, will be after the payment one. 
Uh, and it's going to be about authentication with GitHub. <laughs> so then we can store things in GitHub. We can authenticate with GitHub and we can sell things through Stripe. Uh, and if you put all of those things together, you have how to sell access to a private GitHub repository. Okay, cool. So you already have that, that one lined up for um, the week after next week or? The authentication one? Yeah. It's lined up in my calendar, but it doesn't have a landing page and it doesn't have an email sequence. And it, <laughs> it has a demo because I already have the demo. Um, but yes, that's, that's the plan. And then I think it's Thanksgiving in the States and supposedly nobody sells anything in December. So I'll spend December, um, I guess, streaming and also streamlining my processes and like building out my site um, and maybe do a little bit of pow coding. Because <laughs> um, I am getting the itch. I'm getting the itch that needs something needs to happen. And I think if I just embrace the technical side and like just remove any thought that I should like write emails about menstruation or hormones or anything like that and just focus on making the product better and talk about it as a tech tech person, I will feel that there is some progress and then maybe I'll be able to like find a partner or onboard a partner at some point. Or if I start making more money, just onboard some like content people. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah. And if you had 300 applicants for customer success, like there's obviously ways you can outsource things that are not tech. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so, cool. we'll see, we'll see. I'll just do a little bit. Just, just do a little bit. A little bit, <laughs> little bit, little bit. <laughs> Maybe I should do Advent of POW. Hmm. I could stream every day, POW code. That does sound like I'll burn out, though. <laughs> <laughs> Advent of Gatsby, maybe? Advent of Gatsby. Oh, you feel like that is more on point? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's more on point. That yeah. is true. That is true. But also, oh, so, oh, but also with all these demos, I started thinking again about something you said when I said I wanted to create Gatsby plugins. It's like, okay, have a look at what different marketing sites need and then create paid paid plugins or like where the not the, the service providers pay but the yeah anywho so i had an idea because i don't know if you've seen but um there is a service now that is an add-on to convert kit so that you can have like an email dashboard subscription dashboard in your SaaS or on your so instead of um instead of just somebody unsubscribing from all of ConvertKit, you can have this like other link and you come to this dashboard and you can unsubscribe from specific tags or there's like this setup. Um, and it's a service that you have to pay to pay, pay for next to next to um, ConvertKit because some, some place, some companies now I started clicking all links. So I have that in my ConvertKit that you can click a link and I'll unsubscribe you from like one tag or like one list. Um, but unfortunately now some, <laughs> I had this happen where <laughs> like this link automation where um, the tax office here in Norway, I had some people on my old list for that. And then suddenly they were all signed up for Gatsby emails. And I was like, 
that seems very weird <laughs> because these people, because I sent out a list to my old email to my old list is like, if you're interested in Gatsby, you know, sign up for my Gatsby list. And then I checked, they had clicked every link in the email. And I was like, this does not <laughs> look like they've done it manually. So I just deleted yeah. them from my whole list because like, this shouldn't be on my list. Anyway, this is a very long story. There is a service now that lets you have this dashboard. But then I was like, I can make this with Gatsby and the Contentful API. And then I could either sell it as a bootcamp or as a mini course, or maybe even Both. as a little product <laughs> where you just buy the code. Um, and I can, like, it could become like a product, but maybe just first a mini course. So I'm seeing opportunities everywhere now. This is so much fun. Yeah, Niching yeah. down. Mm -hmm. That was it. That was it. Cool. Are yeah. you done with your Christmas presents? I haven't even started. <laughs> But it's probably time to start uh, thinking about it. Yeah, so that's that's something I should do sometime soon. Yep. What about you? Yeah, no, I haven't even started either. But I was talking to somebody earlier today. It's like, I haven't even started on the Christmas presents. And I was like, uh, oh, should should I have? It's not even December. <laughs> should, should, should I have? I think she said she had like, um, yeah, there was a lot of family. So yeah yeah but, i mean there's something to be said to get it done early because then december and like the second half of december is so much more relaxing mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah Anywho. Oh, anyways anyways yeah that was it we managed to talk for a long time even though brian wasn't here <laughs> yeah like w whatever time we said it's easy to fill it like it always yes. happens yes <laughs> oh well i thought i thought to um as you've noticed, we've started having guests. So if there is somebody that uh, you know who has done a product, maybe even done it slow and steady, <laughs> then uh, DM us and we'll try to get them on the show. Yep, we're, we're taking more guests on. Um, that's a deliberate decision. So please, please apply or refer. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. That's it. That's it. Have a nice week. Have a nice week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.